1: Hello, welcome to this. It is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. I'm JB. I'm feeling very, very ill. Very ill. I feel very sorry for myself. And next to me is uh, Phil. Phil, hello. Hello, JB. Do you want some sympathy? Yeah, please. Sympathy. You look awful. Thank you, mate. I really (laughs) appreciate that. Does that help? And Tim, can you uh, (laughs) put some sympathy on me, please?
2: Oh, you poor thing. You've got a hurty nose and a hurty throat and a hurty head. Oh,
1: I feel awful. Absolutely it's, awful. So it's not just a hangover? It's definitely not a hangover.
2: Not just a hangover, Phil.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, not just
1: a hangover. Uh, it might be poorly hangover. I never said it wasn't poorly hangover. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got loads of stuff to talk about today. Uh, some clubs to review, some news of some sort. And you can find us on social media too, at the Rugby uh, Podcast, and uh, also the Instagram and Facebook. Philip, why don't you tell me what you've been doing this weekend?
0: Uh, I've been down in St. Albans. Um, ooh. Home of Saracens. The home of Saracens. I spotted a couple of... Uh, well, I spotted one ex-Saracen and a uh, a few what looked like... Um, Actual Saracens? Saracen Academy lads. I didn't see any of the big I reckon your ex-Saracen is going to be Kelly Brown. No. Oh.
1: Um,
2: uh, Ali Hargreaves.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. No. Nope. Was it...
2: Mm. Uh, I, think, I think Richard I... Hill.
0: No, oh, he's that's a good one. So only... It's an ex-Saracen who's still playing. Huh?
1: Ooh, Chris really? Ashton.
0: Nope. ex
1: Saracen's still playing? Goodness me. Um, Cameron Longbottom. Uh...
0: Nope. I've got no idea. Petrus Duplati. Ah.
2: Oh. Said, did did you say... see him? Did you see? Was that was you? Was he at a function you were at?
0: Uh, so, I was at uh, UK's Strongest Man. Uh, and no, me and Petrus, neither of us were competing. We were, oh. just, we were just watching, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you keep it together like I kept it
1: together when I saw Matt Simons in uh, London? <laughs> well, Matt! Matt!
2: Matt! <laughs> Different, difference being is that is these two were teammates. They were in the changing room together at Essentially Park. Oh, that's a
0: good point, actually. Yeah, I, I didn't actually get a proper chance to chat to him. Cause I, I saw him while he was queuing for the toilet, and I thought... Now's my now's my chance, he can't move. Yeah, probably better not uh, interrupt him. And then I didn't properly see him again after that, so... Uh, ah. but, so, yeah, I did keep it together better than you did. Yeah. Oh,
2: what was that like, though? That's World's Strongest Man. I'd love to have seen that.
0: No, no, UK's Strongest Man. So, yeah.
2: UK's Strongest Man. Well, you... same difference. World's Strongest Man is, is from the UK at the minute.
0: That's true, actually. Yes, uh, the official announcement. We won't ruin... Re- uh, Shearskin has taken place, but we won't give any spoilers. Yeah, why did they do that? I... It, a real competition would just tell you, surely. So it's it's an antiquated system that. So the competition takes place in I think it's March or April. Yeah. But they keep it a secret until New Year, Christmas time. Uh, so is this so the strong man TV. for the year after? So this so this was the UK's, which is actually separate to Britain's Strongest Man, uh. which is a qualifier for the Worlds. So they're there's slightly different tournaments. Anything impressive, or do you think it's a little bit you know meh? That unquestionably enormous incredibly strong men the it, it was quite good fun to go to and i'm glad i went the organization it did feel a little bit kind of timpot to, mm. the, to the point where there is three days of events so it happened on the friday we were there on the saturday saturday morning i was trying to look up who was in the lead uh who even who's taking part what events there were I, I simply could not find any information online about it
1: like like the world's worst airport
0: <laughs> like well, no, air, no information anywhere. No, yeah, no information. Like it, was, it, it felt like a slightly bigger uh, village fate the way it was run. That sounds lovely. Th- and that 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 is not because the competitors are Im- incredible specimens. Hmm. They're some enormous boys. Well, talking of incredible
1: specimens, there's been more uh, hoo-ha this week about tackle heights. There has. Let's get into this. God, why? I just feel uh, I feel like we're just slowly chipping away bit by bit. So go on then you can um, you, you can lead on this Phil. Uh, sorry Tim.
2: Okay, well let's establish exactly what's happened. So the RFU with World Rugby have conducted after some research has been conducted using like 1500 Either 1,500 games they've analysed the tackles, or it's 1,500 tackles from games that they've had a uh, game yeah.
1: table. They have
0: categorised 4,000 tackles, is what they say. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's more than 3,000 individual tackles and more than 600 uh, individual... Tackles which
2: ended it, were tackles which led to a concussion, that is. 1,500 no. individual con- cases of concussion, I think.
0: No, oh, no, so it's, it's 600 cases where there was a HIA as an outcome... Of a tackle, yes. So that that's correct. that's part of it, and then a further three thousand individual tackles, which had no relation on a HI to to understand the control data. Ah. Okay, right.
2: So I, I'm i sure that the statistical um, significance will have been established, and this isn't a correlation causation. Let's just assume that the data is all legit and not got holes in it, because that's that's beyond the remit of this podcaster or to even be bothered to get into. Let's get into the meaty stuff, which is World Rugby and RFU together have done this research and they've decided to run a trial in the Championship Cup, which is the 14 championship clubs having their own cup competition aside from the league, so to replace what was the British and Irish Cup. And in that, there will be a new tackle tackle height of the armpits. Trialed to see what effect it has and how how that might contribute to a lowering of the concussion and HIA rate.
0: All right, so so yeah, JB, you seem very negative on this. Your body no, like, language and your attitude. I, so, I feel just like we are, you know, we've got
1: a we've got a sledgehammer and we're chipping away slowly at our own house. Whether it be you know do uh, depowering of the scrum or the power, you know eventually it's going to look nothing like what it originally looked at. So what it originally looked, looked, looked like, i.e. You know the game. Um, it, it was quite interesting. I mean, I've got to say, I did learn quite a lot from reading, and I also communicated with uh, Ross Tucker, who is one of the sports scientists, uh, over Twitter, and that was quite enlight- enlightening. And what I did—he's
2: the guy that he's the guy that's been behind this research.
1: Yeah, and like what I was very very skeptical about was the health of the tackler, right? So the theory goes that the tackler is an, is at most risk when he goes high. Yes, seventy
2: two percent. Old concussions.
1: Yeah. And I thought, that is ludicrous. I mean, the thought that Sam Burgess is in more danger than Dan Lidiot just doesn't seem to stick up to me. So I did a very scientific piece of research myself. <laughs> uh, during work time, I watched a video of Sam Burgess, which turned into several uh, videos of Sam Burgess. <laughs> Some of them he wasn't even playing rugby. Easily, like easily, easily done, mate. E- easily done. Easily um, done. And then I watched a couple of videos of Dan Lydia. That's amazing, actually. Watching highlights <laughs> of Dan Lydia is purely amazing. Now, all I'd say is this is not sci- scientific whatsoever, but Dan Lydia's head connects every time he tackles pretty much. Every time. But the point is that it's the ferocity, even though there's, I think, less head contacts when you tackle on high, it's the ferocity of the head contact when it does happen. So, well... So and looking at those videos, I thought,
0: yeah... You might have a point because they <laughs> slam into each other. So, have you read the full Ross Tucker? It, so, it's the full breakdown in layman's terms of his analysis. It's nowhere near the full. Uh, the, the answer full is detail. I've seen some graphics, and I just thought I'd, I can't. But, um, so, I, so, I would recommend anyone to to read that paper. It, it, well, someone,
1: someone told it, me, someone told me exactly that on Twitter, it was, Oh, it'd save us a, save us a lot of trouble if you just read the paper. To which I answer. I've got four podcasts to do, uh, a full-time job, uh, you know, a team to coach, and a young family, uh, and also no one
0: asked you. Um, <laughs> you know, go back to Reddit. So, so my recommendation would be read the paper. Yeah, it, it's it's about. Can you summarize th- it for me? There's three separate ones. It's about half an hour of reading, so it's a lot of content to summarize. Yeah, just just on those points. So, uh, there's there's so many points because of the way it was coded and the work that they've done, which is. A truly, an, truly an enormous amount of work into this. So I think the stats, as Tim said before, that there is no question for me of the stats and the scientific process. But
2: I the, didn't say that. I said I'm assuming.
0: Well, so, I,
2: I, I studied a bit of statistics as part of my uh, postgrad degree, so I know I, I understand about statistical significance. I'm just assuming they've done all their due diligence there, but I don't know.
0: So I, I, having read this paper, I am certain. I am confident that they. Uh, they have done, and I too have done uh, a reasonable amount of statistics in my in my yeah, past. i right. ne- never never to an incredible high, high Glad level. Glad to hear it. But um, so one of the points they make is about the the uh, height of the tackler. So when the tackler is upright, that is um that is risky for head injuries to the tackler. Uh-huh. When the tackler is bent at the waist then that is the least risky. But if the tackler is diving in the same way that Sam uh, Dan Lidiot does, that is actually more risky. Oh. So it, it's about control. So, but, but that's that's one of the many points. And the other ones, the front-on tackle, unsurprisingly, is the, the most dangerous for both parties. It's interesting, like, when you're tackling, you can get your head out of the way. Your head doesn't
1: need to make contact with someone, but when it does, it's pretty hard, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess everyone's trying to get keep their head out of the way, aren't they? Yeah, well, not if you try to smash someone in the head. That's what I mean. Like, So the control is on me. If I'm tackling you high and I want to forearm you across the face, that's fairly easy to do. And I might not pay as much attention to your safety as I would mine. And that's why it surprises me that it's so dangerous for the tackler to go high. Uh, yeah. Well,
2: it, it, it's, I, I'm, actually, I, I'm glad to hear that you summarised that exact point, Phil, that you did, because I think that has been... Massively overlooked in the summaries of of what they've actually said is it is as dangerous, if not slightly more dangerous, to dive in low.
0: Yes, yeah, it, it is. And there, there
2: is a sweet spot between the waist and the chest, basically.
0: There is uh, absolutely, and they so they they say so the best things. So they they put they categorise and they code all all tackles, all these nearly four thousand tackles and incidents. And they say the the best things are so a passive shoulder tackle rather than an active shoulder tackle, mm-hmm. and that so that is as as they point out because so all of this, all of the tackle like all, Johnny Gray, well yeah, all of the coding and all of the recommendations and the the uh, incidents that increase HIA risk, they were put forward to a panel of players, coaches, referees, and sports scientists. Who analysed what could potentially be d- be done, and this is one of the uh, outputs of that panel. I am utterly stunned, though, that
1: they had to put together a panel of experts to come to this conclusion. Which conclusion? Well, that you need to lower, the, like you need to lo- to lower lower the tackle height to avoid high tackles and contact well, no. with the head. So, so the stat- for the for the tackler tackley, sorry,
0: for the tackler. Yeah, it's, no, you know, not for the
1: tackler, but actually, that's a surprise bit, isn't it? The
0: tackler. Yeah. Getting injured too much. So the stats, seventy-two percent. The stats, the stats just just spit out exactly what the reality is. Then, in order to understand how to deal with that, that's why they put together this panel. Ooh. So it's not you can you can get anyone, you can get someone who has no idea about rugby to to run the stats. Yeah. But you can't then formulate a potential law I change. Yeah. Without yeah,
2: and Phil, uh, do you know what? There, there seems to be what there's the one voice that I would say seems to be speaking from a fairly consistent point of view... Me? Players aren't oh. saying, oh, don't do this, because it's a trial, and yeah. I'm OK for a trial. Yeah. I'm open-minded, and I think, yeah, the, the, the research demands a trial to investigate it. But I think if you would sort of met, meta, uh, 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 do an, a meta-analysis of what rugby players are saying, recently retired and still playing, they're saying this is not the silver bullet that they're searching for. It's not going to make any difference to the level of concussion... And it's just an unnecessary uh, route to solve a, something which is genuinely a problem. Well, that, and I agree with that.
0: So that—that's. I'm probably on that same trajectory, in all honesty. So, if we go to kind of without getting into too much detail on the data, but concussion is the most common injury now in rugby, mm-hmm. and that—that's partly due 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 to more anti awareness of concussion because. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you you go back kind of twenty years ago. I'm certain there were all sorts of incidents that would just be passed off uh, and never recorded. So something does need to be done. I think this will be an interesting trial, and I'm really glad it is a trial. Uh, I'm glad they're not just ruling this out because, as as Ross Tucker says in the article, and as other people have pointed out, there are often laws of unintended consequences with mm. things like this. So we don't know. So the trial is a good thing. Now this in my opinion is not going to you described it before as a as a sledgehammer hitting away at your house. Yes. This is not a sledgehammer. This no, is this no, no, no. is this is a minor
1: tweak. so this is Yeah, have you ever tried to take down a house with a sledgehammer? they are fa- <laughs> they're fairly minor blows.
0: Uh, you'll do some damage. This, this How long, is... long do you think
1: it take to knock down my house with a sledgehammer?
0: Uh, <laughs> it it take a while. But yeah. You, I could certainly it's a good smash analogy. I could smash a lot of windows. Oh yeah, yeah. i would really... take out all your doors. Yeah. You get one
2: node-bearing wall down and it's made a lot easier. You you only have to take down the bottom floor to take down the second and third.
0: How functional is your kitchen going to be and your uh, podcast studio if I've had five minutes with a sledgehammer? Well, I mean, you might
1: argue they've already sledgehammered away at the bloody seatbelt (laughs) seatbelt tackle and some
0: of the scrum laws too. So, these little changes. So this this change is moving it from the neck area to the armpit line. So it, it is... It's a very, very minor move. Mm. So, and, and yeah, let, yeah, let's not
2: get too technical. Let's, t- let's chunk up and talk about how we feel about this.
0: So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, as I said before, on the same trajectory as you, Tim, that I'm not actually sure this will make a significant difference. This certainly will not be, as you say, this will not be a silver bullet and eradicate concussions overnight. And I think you will never be able to eradicate concussions in rugby. No, the way, the way to eradicate concussions... Uh, ask, one, of the, one of the things they, they point out in the, in the Ross Tucker article is you could er- eradicate concussions by having it non-contact. Yes. No one wants to do that. Not World Rugby, not the doctors, certainly not the fans and not the Just players. Just Alison Pollock. Yes, yeah. quite. But she probably wants to go further than that, doesn't she? She wants uh, the game banned. All of us slaughtered. Mixed, uh, mixed gender, <laughs> self-identifying teams. <laughs> no, not even. Not if it's going to be called rugby JV. No, no. Uh, yeah, good point actually, because it's naturally misogynist. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. So I'm, I, I, feel, I feel fine with this. I think it won't. It'll be interesting to see if it does make a statistically significant difference. It will, You will have to do a statistical analysis on this because the difference will be uh, small. I would have thought. Do you know
2: right now on this i i I believe, although I don't know um but I believe that the trial was intended to be broader oh. and if 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 that, if that let's assume that was the case, and I don't know for certain, then I could understand why people would be against having the trial beyond this championship cup, you know six rounds of games or whatever, and a couple of knockout matches in a relatively insignificant competition. Because one of the one of the issues I have with this, without video replay, you put I I don't want to chuck this on assistant referees' plates. Mm, if you were a coach, yeah, in a championship level, and let's say this was a championship league thing that they were going to bring in, or or a league even at national one level, I'd just be I do not want assistant referees with that no, added no. on their plate. Which kind of plays into where I feel about this that. Again, you talked about the law of unintended consequences. This is making more complicated, more nuanced, more things to officiate, more grey areas, and it could have the unintended consequence of just being another turn-off whilst not actually correcting the issue you're trying to correct. And Alistair Hargreaves in The Times um, seems to be saying what a lot of rugby players are saying, which is if you want to actually sort this problem out, then play less yeah exactly. Over thirty-five games a season.
1: And because I was going to say, like the ultimate enemy to a rugby player is work rate. Yeah, that's the one that's going to cause you the most head injuries. Yeah, and
2: uh, or, uh, or, another, or another trying to be positive and not just take pot shots and go, I don't like this one, which I don't particularly. But it's a trial, so I'm all right with it, and it's relatively inconsequential. Um, but uh, and to, trying to be positive and offer a solution is find ways to have the ball in playtime, change around, as we talked about before, change around the replacements options so that players have to be more aerobically fit so the body mass has to drop to cope with the demands of rugby. I think you get a better spectacle on the field and you don't get these giant bodies careering into each other.
1: Mm, Maybe. I mean, I find personally, I think it's rugby's version of secondhand smoke. Like, it's going to start... It's going to start like this and it's going to you know, keep on rolling and rolling and rolling and eventually it's going to change the game completely. And I don't know, I, there is something which I'm deeply uncomfortable about with the whole thing. Just it's nice smoke. going into
2: pubs these days though,
1: isn't it? Say it again. It's no, nice I, going into
2: pubs these days, Mike.
1: I genuinely preferred it when they were smoking. <laughs> you you may well be in the minority there. Well, that's, you know. I, and also, you know, if you don't want to go to a, uh, a pub where people are smoking, guess, guess what you do? Don't go to a pub. <laughs> Correct. Well, well. Previously, it was don't go to a pub. Yes. But prior to two thousand five, well, Ma- Manchester had the f- UK's first non-smoking pub. There you go. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I, I think. This is good. this is sort of changing into, and, so, and it's a very um, it's a very unnuanced view. And I'm sure that all the stats are right and all the rest of it. I just don't like it. And also, are we allowed to have a debate about saying maybe the risks are just acceptable? This is, these are the risks, and I'll go and play.
0: Well, yeah. Ev- that
1: fe- it feels like you're a pariah if you say that. Yes, absolutely. But,
0: but everyone does that. Well, I, I, by that is the known stance. If you play rugby, you're accepting the risk of a broken leg, a dislocated shoulder, a concussion. Exactly right. Um, yeah, I would, so, I would still we, play it. Yeah, and everyone does. I, I would everyone still
1: play it. That,
2: that, I, we all knew that. We all yeah, signed up for that. And absolutely. I think, yeah,
0: hmm. I
2: think that's what players are saying as well. I think what's different and what's really good now is the awareness and the understanding of. Um, of concussion as a and the consequences of it, and therefore the return to play protocols, and the baseline testing and uh, and the medical awareness. I think that's all brilliant. So people aren't going to be put in harm's way after they've yeah uh, suffered injuries, I mean, just like they wouldn't be chucked out on the field with a you know with a medial ligament tendon ripped.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, right, let's move on. I'm, I've had enough of this. <laughs> yeah. Did anyone
0: see the Super Rugby semi-finals? Yes. Watch the Lions. They were cool. Yeah, it was an interesting game, that. Yeah, it was. With the uh, the Waratahs going 14-0 up, and then Lions coming back strong. Izzy Falao's second try was amazing. His footwork's just so yeah. good. The way he moves. Because he's, he's a big bloke as well. I mean, he's not like a Nairo Voro. Yeah, yeah. Stone, he was also very impressive. But is, well, Izzy Flower is is he flower? He's, he's six foot five.
1: Yeah, he's he's absolutely absolutely incredible. Word
2: on the street is uh, Michael Checker's thinking of him at thirteen.
1: Yeah, he's, he's played the there rugby for.
2: Championship.
0: He's played there for Waratahs previously. Yeah, yeah. but I, yeah, I, I
2: feel this rugby championship.
0: I feel you're not getting so the best is his running in in broken field and his aerial ability. Yeah, that's true. I mean, his aerial ability is unparalleled. Yeah. And also
1: he's got god, he's got God on his side too, hasn't he? <laughs> so that, that's why he's able to be 6 foot and dance around. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, do you know
2: what Super Rugby matches Rugby Championship he's just happy to be here this week judging by Twitter.
1: Oh yeah, of course because um wasn't it not apocalypse day for him?
2: <laughs> yeah, it was, didn't he he tweeted something about it being uh, the end of days. <laughs>
1: oh god. Yeah, I, you know, when you realize Actually, it's
2: a joke. I don't know. Was it something to do with a lunar eclipse?
1: Who, no idea. Who uh who knows? I, I have no, no idea. That, that... I, I just know when Izzy Falau tweets, don't pay any attention to it. Just, just, just don't. It's, it's not good for your mental health. Especially if you're somewhat
0: sensitive to the things that he tweets about. Agreed. That's probably a good stance to take. But the, but the game... So... It should
2: be like Owen, Owen Jones and Izzy Falau.
1: What? what together? Just ignore him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Them. Just com- <laughs> completely ignore them. Correct. <laughs> um, and the... Yeah. What I don't get about Super Rugby is why every British journalist feels the need to watch it. But continu- I mean, they mustn't be watching it, because they're always tweeting about it. I mean, you can't, <laughs> wa- you can't watch and tweet so much. And it's always going to be the same stuff, which is, yeah, look at the skills, over and over again.
0: Well, if you're going to talk about skills, it depends what skills you're going to talk about, because the the that game, there were some am- amazing skills on play, mm-hmm. on, on show. The... Uh, Crusaders-Hurricanes game, the, the way that the Crusaders performed, so it wasn't the showy, flashy stuff, although Richie Munger did a few amazing things. The 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 magnificence of their performance was in their the brutal efficiency of their pack and mm. their suffocating defence on that phenomenal uh, Hurricanes back line. They kept them at bay for virtually the whole game by having very simple but very hard-working... Defensive sets and, and team structure. See, I'll tell you, it was brilliant. So the thing I like about the Lions. I mean, I love the Lions
1: because it feels like they're sort of an underdog. I know they're not, but it feels like they sort of are. They they will be this coming weekend. Is that the third final in three years? Uh, it will be. That's amazing, isn't it? A new coach. have lost Faf. They've lost, you know, Ackerman Junior. They've lost loads of players, and yet they still they still find themselves think,
0: up there. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is.
1: Well, uh, oh, did they go to in the semis last year? Was it Crusaders, Hurricanes in the final? I
0: can't remember the final last year. Yeah. I'm just looking it up. Uh, the worrying thing for me is it was a semi-final. It was empty. Uh, all games seem to be empty.
1: Weird. It's so weird. Now, when I was a kid... Big
2: issues in South African rugby in general. Lots and lots of issues.
1: Yeah. So when I was a kid, I used to watch um, Super Rugby. I used to love it when it was Super 12, right? And I thought it looked like the coolest place to be because all the stands were absolutely rammed, or at least it felt like that. And then people used to have picnics on the side. on those yeah, yeah. That was the thing which I was, I was interested in. Rugby <laughs> and a, pi- and and a, a pic- picnic. And
0: a, a few glasses of wine. Exactly. And you can do that at, at RGC too. <laughs> uh, yeah, what it's, about it's... your
2: beloved Canes, Phil? When are they going to learn that forward-dominated teams will always be back-dominated teams?
0: Yes, I know. Uh, it's good question. It did show the difference. So Bowden Barrett was completely outplayed by Richie Moonga, but Bowden Barrett was getting uh, disrupted, slow back football, and Moonga was getting brilliant front football, clean, Mm. consistent front football. And do the do the All Blacks really need another ten? You can never have too many tens. Yeah, I think they
1: should do something with with Richie Richie Moonga. Give him to Fiji or. You know, one of the developing nations. Because they've got so many. I mean, is on, on his way off. He's an international calibre guy now. Uh, you've got Cruden knocking about. He can still play play a bit. Yeah, but Montpellier, isn't there. Yeah, you've got... These are just the guys who are not in the picture. Uh, I'd say Richie Moronger isn't in the picture. He, is he in the squad yet? Uh, he'll be third choice. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got... What's the guy who was in... Um, oh, he plays in green in France. <laughs> he plays in green? Yeah, you all know exactly who I mean as soon as I say him. Oh, um, Colin Slade. Colin Slade uh, Pow Yep that's, that's another one And then you've got Bowden Barrett Yeah uh, and Oh and Damien McKenzie Yeah D- and, D- and now Richard Munger
0: it's, it's frightening Yeah Phenomenal talent Some of the passing Some of the like Half breaks from Munger And then the 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 range And the vision Of his pass,
1: passing Was spectacular I do think about this though think about someone Like Matt Simons Right The second Matt Simons Mention of the, of the night Second row in the Premiership Very good player um, you wouldn't say outstanding though would you you wouldn't say that is an absolute cracking you know not
2: he's on to his third club in what four four seasons in the yeah. in England so yeah. three
1: or four seasons now, yeah there's injuries there's been other things but he's not had yeah, any no, I know I know, I know yeah. but I'm I, just, just trying to bounce out
2: emphasize, emphasize your point yeah
1: but he was like a top guy there he was doing really really well and I wonder if you had a Sam Davis or I'm just trying to think of someone else or like a Ryan Lamb or you know, name name the ten. How
0: good were they? I mean, Piers Francis. <laughs> Piers Francis shone there. Uh, I wouldn't say Sean did all right. He 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 played uh, a bit of 10 and a bit of 12 at the Blues.
1: Uh, Anscombe won a, won a title from fullback. Yeah. You know, you get all these lads. Yeah, yeah. They come over and they don't seem to be the same. I wonder. I, just, well, I can only assume it's the way that they set up. Yeah. I don't know. So
2: Bowden Barrett's not all that, is he?
1: <laughs> well, that's the, pretty the,
2: much the summary of our podcast.
1: Well, let's yeah. let's get him playing for London Irish. See how he goes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd certainly have him. Right. I'd certainly try him out at Dragons at Ulster in the pouring rain behind uh, our pack at the moment. Now, see how he could do. Ulster's an interesting club because generally speaking, your imports play as well as they should be playing. Uh, apart from uh, Kurtzia. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh well, no,
2: he does play as well as he should be. On the one occasion
1: he played, yeah. And PNR is an absolute monster, or was an absolute monster for you, yeah. Um, P- uh, P- the absolute monster, yeah. And they all seem to work. Um, what's his name as well, uh, Christian Lealafornel? Le-
0: yeah, yeah, they're
1: yeah. very good. Yeah, brilliant. So every time he seems,
0: to, yeah, that, well, that's, we've had exception. Very, some very good South Africans over the years, and as I
1: wonder well. if that's because you don't have a pack, so they've got to do it. <laughs>
0: they've got to step up. Yeah, they've got to play rugby. Yeah.
2: So is the um sorry, is the Super Rugby final this weekend coming?
0: Yes. Correct. Saturday morning. Any predictions? But, uh it's going to be what was the score last year? It was going to be about a 20 point win to Crusaders. Crusaders. I wonder if anyone shows up to the final. Uh it, so it was it was so last time it was in Joburg. Oh um, was it? And Crusaders won uh 25-17. And this year that it is
1: it's in Christchurch. Ah, nice. And it's going to be the Lions. Come on Lions, come on. <laughs> come on.
0: Uh, I like your optimism. I just can't see it. The I can't see it. Either. The Take. Crusaders they're, they're they're packing their their defensive drill. that that backline it doesn't have the star names that uh, the Hurricanes backline has got. Yeah, but they are they are such a, a good, solid, well-drilled team. The, their backline is epitomised by Ryan Crotty, uh-huh. who is I not love Ryan Crotty. I love Ryan Crotty. Such good basics, and but he's he's probably underrated because he's less flashy, but he does. The he basics better than anyone. So much time on on the ball. Amazing that
1: Leicester didn't didn't want him. No, that was that was the rumor. Leicester. Shut
2: shut down Lau Mapi, didn't he? He figured yeah. him out. Um, yeah. So, um, I don't know I completely farted uh, What I was going to say then.
0: Uh, you no, have to say mind, Lions going to win? No, Crusaders to win. Saturday Crusaders
2: morning. Crusaders to win again. Mm,
0: yeah, yeah. So that be there'll be three Lions finals, three New Zealand team victories. Oh, they're just much better than
1: the rest they, so... so if you've up, you say maybe there's four New Zealand teams that, that kill everyone and then there is everyone else and they're the best of the rest it's, it's... hold
2: on a minute all I care I don't care about the answer to that. I care about watch the telly About even if you're not interested uh-huh. watch the telly at full time because you will get <laughs> no. hopefully it'll still be Jeroboam bottles of Magnus that they'll try and spray <laughs> and it'll just limply bubble out the end yep uh, Not like champagne. And secondly, you'll get Scotty Robinson doing his
1: breakdancing. It's so incredibly tin pot, isn't it? <laughs> There's no <laughs> other way to put it. It's embarrassing. It's a grown man. He's an old man. He's, 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 you know, he's what, 40-something? Uh, yeah, if he, if he'll be either very, very late 30s or early 40s. I just love that, because it, it's New Zealand as well, they've got to get like a tape deck out. <laughs> and you know, what, whatever music that they listen to Flight of the Concords. Flight of the Concords. it's so it's so New Zealand
0: <laughs> uh, it, stick it, to hiking lads there is there's some amazing pictures of him doing that last year when you actually watch the video of him like getting down onto the phone like shuffling around well, the, the spins of whatever he's doing they are impressive but it does feel but a when's he practicing cringy. it well I mean that's the thing about breakdancing
1: if it was just completely natural right? You could just do it like that. It might be cool. But you know, you know, he spent hours on his own practicing. Well, not on his own, with like yeah. some, some uh, urban dance crew. Oh, that's even. And no, I don't think he'll don't have been know. in a studio with uh, one wall of total mirror. Yeah, he will be. And do you reckon? And, and I assume he's done it on his own, you know? I wouldn't. So if <laughs> I wanted to learn to break dance, there's no way <laughs> I'm exposing myself to the ridicule of an urban street crew <laughs> in a studio. I'm going to do it on my own. Yeah, he it just so
2: look like... at YouTube.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: Learn off YouTube,
0: and that's and that's the problem with it. Uh, yes, so well, that, that'll be interesting. So we get to see that again. Hold my beer. <laughs> uh, hey,
2: listen. Um, one bit of news that's come out uh, again. I, you know, JB's starting to sound almost a little bit perky. So I just want to bring him back down again. Um, before World Cup 2019, England are going to play Wales twice
1: oh, immediately perfect. before the tournament. I don't mind that actually. That doesn't bother me so much because. They've got to play someone, right? Yeah. And England did it before with France. They were very good games before England won the
0: actual World Cup against France. Did they not do it last World Cup twice against France as well? It was against... Because they they normally do it against Wales, but Wales in their group last time. Ah,
1: so uh, no, no. They've done it against France twice, but maybe they've been... Oh, Wales were in England's group uh, when they won the World Cup too. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah, because they had that amazing game where England were seconds. Well, not seconds, but you know, <laughs> they were very close to going out. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, no, no problem with this. This is this is legitimate World Cup work, uh, workups. Uh, the only time I get actually worked up by it is when it's before a summer tour or something. <laughs> yeah, the, the... It,
2: it does. It's, it's, it reeks to me of we don't have our autumn international cash cow. Let's get in England because we know that'll uh, make a load of money.
1: It, it, and, it, and they are right. That's the thing. They are right. Um, I'm going to give a little bit. I'm going to give them a little more, bit more sympathy. I do think it's a uh, a perfectly legitimate use of fixtures. Because you need to be at your absolute best in two full hit-outs. You know, that makes sense. And they'll be coming up to, to RGC as well. They, they did that last year. So but playing... what's going to
2: happen is one of the games is going to be like a front-line first team, and one of them is going to be a sort of the others. But doesn't that so excite against, you? Against the others, why not Why not Georgia, like Scotland are doing?
1: Or Maybe. I mean, that's not a bad idea. But I think... Russia, or I, whatever. I think the answer to that is because you need to reciprocate. So England are not going to put out their others to face Wales's ones and then they're not without being able to play their ones against Wales's others unless they split it into two halves. I don't think you get oh, the they better titles. not
2: do that. If they do that, and also I suppose the other thing is as as much as it's a cash cow for uh, the principality stadium, Twickenham needs a bit of cash these days.
1: Yes, it does, yeah. allegedly. Um I tell you what. If you're using two different squads, why don't you have back-to-back games on the same day? I'd I'd go and
0: watch that. <laughs> You could do, I yeah. mean, if it's genuinely just a work-up, just, you know, but and do it behind closed doors. Although, it, having having two squads does mean carrying about four... Well, it means carrying 46 players.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: it's going to be like uh, an American football team
1: rocking up. Yeah,
0: one of the criticisms...
2: Scotland... Of... Scotland are playing France and Georgia.
1: Good. Solid. Uh, do you know any of the other work-ups?
2: I haven't, I haven't, I haven't in, inspected them. I think Spain have got... Several of the teams going to the World Cup go visiting them, the smaller teams. Oh, have they? That's yeah. interesting. Hmm. Just to rub
1: it in a bit. Might be worth going, <laughs> going to watch one of those games. I'd love to go and watch one of those games. <laughs> uh, uh, um, any, uh, any other related rugby news?
0: I feel like I'm missing something. Did something happen this week? There's a couple of bits of news. Go on. There was the news around Ben Foden going to USA. I feel a like that's contact. been announced. Yeah, that was another Yeah, that was, yeah, that was kind
2: of touted months ago, wasn't it? But it's been made official.
0: Yeah, which is a, I don't know. Mills uh, Mullianer did it as well, didn't he? San Francisco kind of at the end of his career for a little bit of cash and a couple more playing years, but and it does it's have not... its um does have its fringe benefits of two
1: uh, two being a rugby player in in New York in New York, yes, yeah.
0: Um, but the the bigger news was probably the uh, Ashley Johnson drugs ban. Yeah. Uh, fat burners yes so he was (laughs) he accidentally took his wife's fat burners which had some illegal substance in rather than his own uh, legitimate uh, approved water approved fat burners why
1: don't water just step out of things it's another thing which I don't it's so strict and it's so severe I do think that the whole drugs framework now
0: exists just to punish players and to keep people in jobs well, this, this this isn't really severe, because he's got a six-month ban, backdated from when he, well, from six months ago, so yeah. he's basically free to play. But uh, like, and like, apparently, I, I read somewhere, and I've not actually verified this, I read somewhere that the ban period included four games that he played. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. So, I would just say,
1: right, if it's in shops, you can take it. If, if it's illegal to take, you can't take it. Um, and <laughs> um, that, that is my general standard. Go, well, where do you get it from? ASDA. Okay, fine. Crack on. <laughs> and it's for the authorities to go and ban the things from the shelves rather than say to the rugby players, um, write down what the supplement is, write down the serial number, store it forever, and then if you if you do get busted, we can then look into it. But, otherwise, it's just completely unfair. It's, it's, it's their entire livelihood. And to think that they could take away your entire livelihood, even for two years. A career is only, what, eight? Something like that.
0: Uh, well, well, your top well, av- average premiership career is less than that. Yeah. And if you if you include if you take the average which includes all the Academy lads, then it's, it's much less than that.
1: Yeah, so I don't yes, yeah, so, good, good. I'm glad that he's not out <laughs> for too long.
0: Yeah.
2: I agree with that.
0: Yeah. It'd be good to see him back. And it does everything that I've read is said. A stupid but genuine mistake. Uh, and but does he look slimmer? That's the important thing. <laughs> well, We'll we'll see. Does he fit into that dress better? <laughs> his wife. I did like the name of his wife's supplement. It was called Booty Body Workout or something. <laughs> no, not not that. bad. it was called The Secret.
1: Ooh, <laughs> the secret to getting Banned. Yeah. <laughs> so you remember uh, our good friend Steve? Don't you, Tim? I do. Um, so he was so so tight uh, that he didn't want to buy personal training. So what he did is he borrowed. His girlfriend's personal personal training uh regime, which I think was uh, Yeah, I think it was actually called like the booty body workout. But well, he sent
0: it to us on the rugby group, and there's there's a few few guys who know a bit about the gym. And it was it was like uh lunges, ass uh, raises, yeah, um Romanian deadlift, glute hamstring curls, uh, <laughs> Nordic curls. Like, this is very uh hammies and glute focused, Steve. Yeah, it's great, mate. She paid a
1: load of money for it, yeah. and they've written it down. So I just thought I'll
0: use it. <laughs>
1: I, think,
0: I think that might be not the first time we've told that story on this no, podcast. No, you tell it more. Well. Well. We tell yeah. it every, every other week, really. Yeah, we should definitely get more <laughs> more
1: miles out of it. The bikini booty body. We should workout. just do
2: it. Yeah, we should just have an egg chase story time and rotate one of spin a wheel and rotate one of about fifteen stories. Exactly. <laughs> when
1: um, in the off- oh, it is the off season? No. Oh. Uh, right, just... Every single time,
2: every every like other every year, when the fact you got impaled on a on a on a tree, <laughs> Hey, it's nearly
1: bit, the and... um, nearly the anniversary of that. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah when you, you did a
2: podcast weeks from, weeks the, from the one time, you wouldn't even miss a a podcast when you're in a hospital bed, having undergone some
1: uh, fairly some major surgery.
2: Season and uh, on big painkillers because you were impaled yourself on a tree after going down a zip wire but, but every time we tell that story people get in touch saying i need to hear the whole story what <laughs> happened which episode did you do that with? Uh, which one it will that? be
1: like three or four years ago today
0: yeah three years ago it was uh our good friends <coughs> good friends harry and fee's wedding uh sorry about three years ago in yeah some yeah, nightmares. Late, that. late late july maybe maybe early august <laughs> I I remember talking, so we won't tell the story now. You'll have to go back and listen. (laughs) We'll tell it again in future. But I remember I was on the phone to you, because it was when we were in in your studio, Tim, and I was on the the phone to you like 10 minutes before the podcast, and I I said to Tim, there is no way he's going to be able to do this. Incorrect. He is is dosed up to his eyeballs. He's not making any sense. And then we phone you back 10 minutes later, and you were perfectly coherent. Exactly. I was like...
1: I was like the presenter, do you know, on Eurovision Song Contest, <laughs> yeah. and Father
0: the Ted, exactly like that.
1: <laughs> I think BT Sport should do an advert like that. Do you know they're really good at their adverts?
0: Yeah, yeah. I
1: think they should do an advert with like Nick Mellon's looking all like dishevelled and you know, uh, yeah, you know, grown a beard out or what have you, and then as soon as he goes on camera, he he looks immaculate.
0: Yeah, and he's <laughs> smooth as hello,
1: that. hello,
0: and welcome.
1: <laughs>
2: Actually, he was he was busy over the weekend. He was just uh, getting back into the swing of rugby after doing all his tennis um, and stuff that Nick Mullins does.
1: Um tell you what, tennis sounds no like no fun to do. Because you would have thought it'd be fun because they Wimbledon is like all strawberries and cream and champagne. No, that's nice. But you don't know when the game is going to finish. So you can't make any plans outside of
0: that game. And it's a, so a rugby game is a specified 80-minute period. Yeah. Then tennis, get out. It, you, you, it's well, it's two solid weeks of games from Tm through to 10 o'clock at night. Exactly, Yeah, It's a big old shift. Uh, Do you yeah. know what
2: the thing with tennis is though? You hear like one thing Nick Mullins does brilliantly in all the commentary there and, and in this respect it's, it's easier than other sports is the commentary is not saying what's happening nearly as much. The, the conversation, it can just be a, a really relaxed conversation and then you sort of zoom in and really precisely describe stuff uh, at the mm. critical moment in a game. Whereas rugby it's 80 minutes, you're constantly describing what's happening.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: so, and when you hear commentators do tennis like it was a game of football or rugby, it sounds awful and you, your head hurts. So that's why it's, um, it's hard to do well. Striker!
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because you're not going to say, he hits it, he hits it back, he hits it, he hits it again. He hits it back. Well, I don't know what else you would say. Forehand. How do you just backhand. go? Backhand. Did they say,
1: like, silence is golden in TV? So you just shut up, I guess, in tennis. You really...
2: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, loads of tennis. It's just knowing when not
1: but to But how do you do that on the radio? The things. That, the radio is a hard one. Yeah, that's true. Well,
2: I Cause... think radio is, is very much that case where you, uh, and Ali Ekin actually, he does a lot of uh, tennis commentary on the radio. And I think it's about, much like with cricket, you 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 would you might have a chat about the, the scones that someone's just brought into the room and then... Yeah, oh, I'll tell you we'll what, cricket is...
1: Yeah, you're right there. Cricket is excellent for just idle chit-chat. Yeah. I'm sure I yeah. would do a very good job at test cricket. Mat, test yeah. match special. Yeah. But you'd
2: continue the idle chit-chat even when there was a critical moment in the game.
1: <laughs> There's so few and far between. I mean, that is that is the beauty of cricket, isn't it? You need a real long attention span and then something happens that's really exciting. It's yeah. big game fishing. Yeah,
2: you're the new blowers. There you go. That's what, that should be your new aim.
1: <laughs> yeah. Would love that. Um, oh, so,
2: oh, so Nick Mullins was getting back in his strides because there was the Premiership Sevens at the oh, weekend. that
1: happened. Yeah. I don't like Sevens, I've decided. Um, you <laughs> don't like Sevens, you don't like Touch. I don't like. Se- I, you know I don't like Touch. Um, so the reason I don't like Sevens, I just don't really understand it. it like, it's such a special game in its own right that the Sevens you see the Premiership guys playing I mean, they wouldn't hold a candle to you know world like World Cup Sevens or some some, some such thing, as you'd expect, really. But also, it's so hard to gauge like who's going to win. You'd have thought
0: when you go two tries up, you'd be nailed on to just yeah, not, no, not at all, not at all. Uh, it is it's exciting. Looking through the squads because I've only seen a few kind of snippets from, from the BT Sport highlights. Looking through the squads, so there was not that many names no that that you recognise in the teams. I mean, Sale had a few. A few guys that you might
1: know. Kieran Wilkinson, Aaron Reed. Guy Doggers from... look good. Doggers. Doggers. Yeah. Powerful, powerful little man. Um and He should got... be a
2: running back in the NFL, that guy. He
1: absolutely should. He'd kill it. Uh and the other one as well, is a Robot fella, right? Who big shoulders on him. I don't know what position he plays. I think it's think think it's Roebuck. And he looked class. hmm. hmm. Uh, and Saracens then...
2: won it and they um they yeah, they look good. Um but there was a bunch of it was quite good to see some of the potential new breed. There was a the, the the backup scrum half for Quinns looks a baller.
1: Who's that? Is that Water something?
2: Yes, that's it. Uh, yeah, I
1: mean, yeah. I only watched a tiny, a tiny bit of it, and it's it's, he, it's looks a pro- he
2: looks a proper player, and Wasps they've got a couple of really exciting
1: well backs. I, I watched Wasps play Sale um, in the A League last year, obviously, and obviously, yeah. The um, the thing I'd say about wasps: the difference between wasps and Sale. Like Sale had a few first teams up. They had Halonia Lika, they had Dave Seymour, they had Johnny Leota. Like big bodies of guys. Like it was, it, it was weird to watch actually because Johnny Leota would get the ball and he would plow through three or four guys, but he would get taken down. And that was basically it. Sale guys would make more guys more ca- yards than the individual carries, but ultimately it wasn't really um, wasn't really effective. Wasps: all the players were tiny. Like little skinny whippet things, and they ripped them, ripped them to shreds. I thought, mm. wow, they've got a lot of pace in 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 that academy. That would make I can't sense. remember
2: the names of the guys. Circa was one, but there's a few others. Anyway, the future looks good for for Wasps. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, but it's it's weird. You, you know, there's, there was there's that point in your life when, like, you suddenly realise that. The, the people that you're watching in the sport you love are younger than you. Like the sevens was that times you what, know, that
1: 17 or something or think something. We did yeah. The young. Yeah. But, but, so, ben,
2: so Ben Ryan was, was one of the commentators, one of the co commentators. And he, this bath guy went over this big unit, Jack Davis, back row player, yeah. number eight, I think. And he, he sort of barrowed over for a try and Ben Ryan said, Oh yeah, you know, I, I used to play with his dad. Um, and I sort of went, and I sort of thought in my head, "Oh God, yeah, God, that will be one day, won't it? When, you know, your, your mate's kid, or you remember playing with the dad of uh, yeah of the guy there." And then I went, "Oh shit, I played with Craig Davis at, <laughs> at Newbury as well. Oh, no.
0: um, so I played with
2: Jack Davis's dad. So a player, I might interview a player this season as a man of the match for Bath, who and I played with his dad.
0: Wow." We wow, are, we are you, we are getting old. We are no spring chickens anymore, unfortunately. Yeah.
1: I know, depressing. Hanging on for hanging on for dear life, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I was only come,
2: to be fair. To be fair to me, Craig Davis was at the end of his career, and I was just coming into the first team. <laughs> team. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Tim.
1: jokes on him. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, sevens is good. Um, let's review Gloucester
0: <laughs> Sale. Well, so in part of doing this. It's also worth mentioning uh-huh. that we are uh, reigniting our kind of uh, love affair with Fantasy Rugby Draft this season. Are we? We are. Yes! We are. Um, it's, it's not fully live yet for the Premiership season, but we are going to be as addicted as the last two seasons. Providing I, just do, I get off to a good start, I will stay involved. If not, <laughs> you just give all your players
1: to Bryn again. I did not do that. I, I've got a load of picks from Bryn. <laughs> yeah, of
2: course you have, mate. Of course <laughs> <Loads>. you have.
0: Loads. <laughs> um,
2: so, uh, yeah, Fantasy Rugby Draft, it's called. It is. It's. I, I was so glad when this arrived a couple of years ago, and we've had two years of total obsession, I think it's probably fair to say, yeah. every single Friday at midday. I don't know how I'm going to do it with the, my midday... Uh, crossfit classes that i go to these days.
1: <laughs> ah, I don't know how I'm
2: going to manage fantasy well, rugby draft.
1: You've got to bit But when, when
2: the teams come out.
1: Yeah, well I mean you can only pick your team you? when the official teams come out. So you've got oh, to be careful yeah. Of
0: that. Yeah, you you would only ever pick up players when the official team come Absolutely. out. Absolutely.
1: Mean? Absolutely. And you know because it's yeah, better, well, isn't it? everyone everyone's the
0: same then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so so uh, uh
2: yeah, so it's a, it's a different type of fantasy rugby game which means that you play with nine other mates in a league and instead of everyone being able to pick the best player, only one team can have any one player and then you can trade and barter and it, there's a whole new dynamic to this. It's absolutely awesome and uh, we, we can't speak of it highly enough. The,
1: the, the trading's where it's at. Yeah. yeah. And also the draft part. Oh, the, draft, so, the draft, is
2: draft one of the most exciting couple of, a couple of hours of the whole rugby year.
0: In exciting, intense, stressful, uh, frustrating. but and, and your season can be made and lost on, on the draft. All on the Saracens front row. Uh, yeah. You want AJ McGinty wants Saracens front row. McGinty's, McGinty would be a good pick-up. Yeah, of course he will. He's an excellent player.
2: Yeah, who would be your top three then, JB? So you got Saracens would be your top pick, McGinty two, and then...
1: Hmm, faff. Nah. Oh no! Scrum, he, scrum off! Yeah, because he third pick. Yeah, but he also kicks. Um, but he, he might be off for South Africa, so that's a no. Um, hmm, who's my other? Who's my other one?
0: Come back to me. My one
2: might be a good one.
0: Uh, I tell you what, Ollie Woodburn's not a bad show. Yeah, I had Ollie Woodburn last year, so he, he was the third highest point scorer in the game last time. Perfect, no deal. Tim,
2: I'll keep that to myself. But thanks for the
0: intel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh. <laughs> The, the early no, ones. I
2: think Richie Moanga will be good because he won't be playing. He'll be playing uh, twenty-two club games if fit. You'd think.
0: Sopawanga, you mean?
2: Sorry, Sopawanga. Breaking,
0: breaking news! <laughs> <with>
2: Richie
1: Mawanga. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. Tell you what. The other one that might be worth Although a look.
2: They'll probably be kicking, won't he? Still, if he plays.
0: Hmm. Mm.
2: It'd be interesting to see what they That's, do with their senses yeah, at wasp.
0: because Sopawanga is a is a good kicker as well.
1: Well, mm, yeah. The other one it might be worth a bit of a punt is a. Uh, Van Rensburg,
0: yeah, he was decent. So I I picked him up Beast. Uh, last season when he came in. But midfielders don't score as well as so outside backs are the best. Outside backs and fly halves score best. Yeah, agreed. But you can obviously only have one fly half and and three outside backs playing at any one time. Anyway, <coughs> yeah. excuse me. So go to go to uh dot com. Uh, sign up. We will sporadically. Um, as the season gets closer, have some links to join leagues if you've not got, or if you're struggling to get ten friends yeah. together, struggling to herd I would just those say, cats. yeah,
1: you really do need, I mean, you really need friends. So if, you, for instance, you're the type of guy that comments on Reddit, this game isn't for you.
0: <laughs> you can comment on Reddit.
1: So I and would, yeah,
2: n- nine friends uh, and a WhatsApp group, yeah, and you have,
1: exactly. you oh, have but, nine
2: months of entertainment.
1: Actually, maybe the Reddit guys could, 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 get, could get it together. Yeah,
0: from the basements.
2: <laughs> but there are people that go on there in. There are people that go on there and just start a league which anyone can join. And that that's, is true. That's good crap as well.
0: Yeah, and keep an eye on our, t- our our Twitter as the season gets closer, and there'll be egg chasers uh, leagues for it as well. Yeah, So we're we're gonna do our two predictions of uh, this will be eighth and seventh position from last season. Yeah,
2: we're going through our little twelve close-ups on the Premiership teams, and we're up to seventh and eighth, <laughs> which,
0: which is Sale and Gloucester. So, do you want to star Sale? I don't know. I don't know anything about Sale, really. Um, and as we're doing it, at the end, we'll give you kind of a star player and a potential bolter for okay. each, from each club. Sure. So, uh, I'm a little bit
1: worried about Sale's recruitment. I think they've got enough strength and depth, but ultimately, what they're looking to do is have fi- 30 players, 15 plus 15 plus 2. So, 32 altogether. Does that make sense? It does. So, that's that's how they run their squad. They've got... More or less, that there. Uh, people are worried about the prop situation. Uh, not so much me. Halani, league has left, uh, which I do actually think is a big, um, a big issue because Halani is a guy that can't be replicated by anyone else. He's just such an enormous-bodied man. Like he's literally, and this is not a joke. He's literally the only player at sale. who's allowed to pick and go on his own. I mean, that is <laughs> that's an actual an actual rule. So if you if you sit if you sit next to um, the coaches, you can hear them shouting. It's okay, it was Halani. <laughs> so that, that is a real thing. And now he's gone, you lose a lot of weight there. I mean, you, you just don't find naturally big-bodied guys that that easily.
0: So you say you're not worried about their uh, prop situation? No. I, I If I were a sale fan, I would be worried, particularly about their loose-head prop situation.
1: Well, let's just start with the hooker. So I'm really, really happy with the situation at hooker. So I think Rob Webber, on his day, is absolutely formidable. and People don't give him nearly enough credit. Then you've got Mark Jones, who is, is just hard. And then underneath that is Cameron Neal. And actually, if he could get his th- throwing, throwing together, yeah. he could be one of the best hookers in in
0: the premiership, quite frankly. And in, in terms of uh, fantasy rugby draft, because you have front row as a unit, Cameron Neal will occasionally play or come on as a back row. Absolutely right. So you can have four sale players on at once in the same way that Dave Ward occasionally played can play I, for, for Quinns. Can,
2: yes. I, can, I can I just prevent this from going through every single
0: position in yeah. the sale team? Right. Yeah, okay, so, okay. So, <laughs> I, I, I want to get through the, the so, prop position yeah. because I, that is that is a big area I see as a weakness for sale. Uh, so yes, you
1: would say that. Now a lot of people spend a lot of money on props, sale not so much. And The theory is, and this, it's a theory I really like, is that you can make anyone into a prop if they've got the right strength and size. And to a degree, I think Steve Diamond's proven this, whether it be Vladim Kobalash or, um, you know, name the prop, uh, Will, like Wilgriff John. You know, everyone was like, oh, he's a bit, uh, he, he was a bit of a plodder and then doesn't miss a tackle since December. Ever. He's never Ever. missed a tackle. He's not missed a tackle since December, right? And, you know, that's just a pick up from Doncaster. They've got this Joe Jones lad that's come in who is frighteningly strong. And they've also got the uh, Romanian uh, fella, uh, Taurus, who's also frighteningly strong. So in terms of just brute sheer horsepower, they're as
0: good as anyone. Well, they've got th- three tight-head props, albeit certainly the, the, the two that you mentioned, Wilgrif John and Joe Jones, are yeah. relatively inexperienced. Yeah, they um, are, that's fair. Lou said they've got probably one of the most underrated... Oh, uh, Harrison, goodness well, me. Yeah, so Lou said they've got one of the most underrated and probably underpaid... Players in the league in Ross Harrison. Yeah, I completely because agree. Whatever he's paid, not enough for the for for how robust and the number of minutes he puts in is not enough. But then he's only got James Flynn behind him. Well, no, Tarras is the other guy. But yeah, but then you're taking your primary tight head
1: and pushing no, into a loser. No, I That the primary tight head this year will be Will Griff. Or, okay. or Joe Jones. So they've already made that switch across. Yeah. And it's, yeah. yeah we get, so.
2: getting, into, getting into detail. It is, let, let's details. be honest. It's, right. it's light. So the other... props, they, they, need another, they need another prop I... or two.
1: I'm open to, to the I notes. think... I, do,
2: do you know what? <laughs> we both sat in a media session where on the record with other journalists around you and IJB, mm-hmm. Steve Diamond said he had five people from the Southern Hemisphere that would be joining SAIL.
0: Yes, he did. So
2: far, Johan...
0: Rohan Yancy
2: van Rensburg has yeah. arrived,
1: but that's like three, that's isn't it? it? Yeah, that's like three. <laughs>
0: so his yeah. quad, quads are three normal men's quads. Yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah,
2: exactly. No, my my point being, there's either deals which have been done which haven't been announced, or Steve Diamond once again hasn't got the men he thought he was going to get.
1: I don't know. Um, we'll we'll wait and see. I, what, I, are you what, denying
2: I, that he said that?
1: Oh no, 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 no. He definitely said that. I think I think he does have yeah. the men though. Is what I'm saying, because yeah. they'll be they'll be coming. I'm assuming they'll be coming from the Lions. Well, yeah, the
0: Lions yeah, will get... they the absolute ravage. The the Lions, get onto, yeah, yeah. We'll get onto Gloucester that, in a second, but yeah. they are taking a few from the Lions.
1: Yeah, and, you know, South Africans suit Steve Diamond's mannerisms, you know, hard and, well, hard. Hard and hard. simple, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, although, to be fair, there's nothing simple about Steve Diamond. Um... But, right, so so back row, I genuinely think can be the best. No, in... let's not
2: go through every yeah. position on well, the fifth. Not, will you lead
1: it. I've not spoken about second row, we'll ignore that. Back row genuinely could be the best back row in the Premiership on their day. Um, maybe, if, if not the top three two, two, two Curries, Strauss, and Ross. Ross is superb. I mean, Ross, people will look back at this, right, and they'll go, oh, Brad Shields, do you remember him? And then we'll go, no. Because everyone will be talking about John O'Ross, <laughs> like the the fact that there's so much more who- about one of them and not the other is a complete mi- complete mystery to me. Um, Can we
2: bird's I view this a little bit more, Phil?
0: <laughs> so moving on to the backs, it is box office, a- absolutely box office. Uh, maybe lack- lacking a little depth.
1: Yeah, I uh, completely agree with that. I think do you know who I think might
0: miss-, miss out a bit this year, James
1: O'Connor. It'd be, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where he fits in. And also, he's looking massive at the moment. I don't mean fat. I mean like he is bulked up hugely. So earlier on in the season, well, last year, he was very, very small and wiry. And for whatever reason it is, he has put on a lot of muscle mass. And I just wonder, like, you know, what center. what centre? Yeah, maybe o- outside centre.
2: Thirteen.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be quite quite exciting. Uh, AJ will be w- one of the best tens in the league. Faf is the best nine in the league. Yeah. Um, I'm so what, what I
2: would say about what my thought on sale is, and I know it's partly due to their training regime, they they cut right back on the amount of contact in training, uh, and that's they that's what they put down their lower rate of injury than a lot of other sides. With if there are some key injuries, mm-hmm. particularly in in second row front in that front five, if there are key injuries, second rows one or me. in or at half back, they are in trouble.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. If um well, I mean. We'll talk about
0: the young lads later, but um, <laughs> you can talk to yourself after the yeah. pod um, offline.
1: Yeah, my my primary concern with this team is fullback. Is it, is Chris Ashton going to be the
0: fullback? Um, it would look like it, but I wouldn't be happy with that if I was a cell fan, having seen him at Toulon. But he did, and I mean, I think the story of sales
1: season this year is going to be big losses and big wins, and I don't know if they're going to climb the table. I think some people are going to get up, an absolute hiding by them. Maybe they can climb the table by. Two places, right?
0: But they are going to absolutely spank some people, and they're going to get absolutely spanked. So, so prediction overall last season, you you said top four. To yeah, sail. they nearly did. They were so so close. I mean, they were eighth. So no, no, no. But that doesn't tell the real story. <laughs> so, but it doesn't tell the nearly, real story. It Doesn't tell the real story. They're equidistant from relegation and, and top
1: four. If yeah, it doesn't tell the real story, um, I mean, two. Ga- yeah, you know, they had. Two, they were two games away from finishing fourth. Hmm. Um, uh, I think they'll finish sixth, and I think they will do. They will have some amazing games. And if someone gets injured, the th- people who haven't spoken about are Kieran Wilkinson, who's a very fine 10, and also uh, young Redpath, who I don't think we're going to see for a year. Yeah, he might be out until, well, the very back end of the season. Yeah, Sam Moore is there as well,
0: so watch out for him. I don't know when they'll stop playing yeah, him. Yeah, Sam Moore's a, a highly rated young prospect. I think
2: what you can say about them is things look very settled. I mean, they've they've let TJ Ioane go to London Irish because, you know, the, the Curry boys have established themselves and things look very, very settled. So, while Steve Diamond identified that he, want, he he had five people from the Southern Hemisphere which are coming and currently one has come, maybe there's four to four to join, we don't know, but if that doesn't happen, they're very settled. If that does happen, they've got the bodies. So, I think yeah. it's going to be down to injuries for sale.
0: Yeah. I can uh, and
2: I, I, th- I think they could go up I think they could stay static. I don't think they'll go lower than where they are.
0: And Tim, so I won't ask JB this because he'll list the whole team. What? If you could have one Starman from Sale and you could highlight one potential bolter, who would they be? Ooh. The, oh,
2: I mean, Starman. There's
1: about three, four, five Starmen. It's (laughs) got to be. (laughs) Exactly my point.
2: It it, it has to be be Faf. I was tempted to go AJ McGinty go because AJ. I, do, uh, I do think he's going to have a great season. Bolter, Bolter. i tell you what, just watching him in the sevens, I'm just going to go a, a, a Bolter, Paolo Adogu.
1: Oh, nice. I yeah. know
2: that they've brought in Ashton, and I know that that sounds crazy, but there's so much raw talent there. It's frightening.
1: Yeah. Matt Sturgis might, might be one. Uh, Aaron Reed might be one. I'm going Kieran Wilkinson. Kieran Wilkinson, do you think he'll get game time? I think he will. At some point, someone's going to get injured, and he's next, next cab off the rank now that young Redpath is injured. Hmm.
0: There you go. On to Gloucester. Yeah, they'll so be very good. You'll uh, cover these in exactly the same detail, no doubt, JB. Yep. Do you want to start him? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, a lot, of, quite a few uh, recruits have come in.
0: They brought in five South Africans, all of whom are forwards. Uh, I don't know about this, you know. So they brought in a hooker, a prop, and one back row in Jacko Creel, and two second rows. Yeah, the two second rows are mighty impressive. Uh, yeah, Grobler from Munster. And Mustart and Mustart, yeah, from yeah. the Lions. They're ace. I mean, they are genuinely ace. Fright- frightening looking prospect. So yeah, and so you you talk about the Ben Darwin position of uh, team unity. Yep. Now you, you're bringing in guys who have played with each other before and have played with the coaching team. Yeah, before. Makes a So yeah, that does make a difference, and that will <clears throat> that will add some some strength some solidity to that uh,
1: Gloucester pack yeah do you know where I mean the biggest concern for me is not the talent Gloucester have Gloucester have got so much talent I mean they've got more players with sort of like an X rating um, than pretty much any other team like whether it be Trinder or Atkinson you know they, they Cipriani all... Cipri... oh god Cipriani, I was going to say Wood... you
2: might have picked uh, Jason Woodward Jason and Sippers oh, yeah, ahead and, of those I just went a bit... and
1: Tom, Tom Marshall I just went a bit uh, a bit blank then yeah. Um, but yeah all of these lads right can do really special things they're not easily coachable I wouldn't say but I think the way that Ackerman coaches which is will pick you for the right reasons for what you can do works really and really well and let good. the boys play and let the boys play quite uh, they're going to be they're going to be formidable if they can get it right. But again, I think they're going to be very similar to Sale, which won't surprise you because of where they finished up. But they're going to have some
0: massive wins and some massive defeats, which which they did last season. Yeah, they had some brilliant wins, uh, famously first game of the season against champions Exeter. They got hammered traveling up to Sale by fifty points. God, that was, yeah, that was absolutely brutal. Yeah. Um, I think they will. I think the the strengthening that that they've done in the pack will give them. Oh,
1: sorry, Owen Williams. Don't forget him.
0: Yeah, because he's still there. God knows where they're going to fit them all in. Well, yeah, Owen Williams will probably end up playing as the dragons. (laughs) Maybe. Well, I was going to say as kind of a ball playing twelve in the same way that they'll they'll use Atkinson or Twelve Trees. Yeah, I mean Twelve Trees is the one. He's been playing really well. He he did. He had a good season last year. Yeah, he, he kicks as well,
1: and he's got that leadership been going on you will want a kicking player <clears throat>
0: alongside sippers uh yeah
1: Do you know what they've addressed
2: yeah and when you look at that they've addressed some key areas gloucester the the engine room yep uh, J- jeremy thrush had a decent season i love i've got so much time for ed slater yeah yeah there wasn't enough nastiness you, there wasn't kind of you, you're not going to be you're not going to be scared of going to kings home that's but a... there's there's a there's a real gnarliness in that in that pack now.
1: A
0: couple extra South yeah, Africans so... always helps. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. Five, five extra South Africans that they've brought in. Yeah. yeah. So who was the that, pop... that, will,
2: that will do that and and a fly half which and a fly half that they know is their number one.
1: Yeah, that's important. I mean, I just feel so bad for uh, Owen Williams. He had his chances. Not really. A lot of injuries last year. Hmm. And he never really played twelve. He played twelve for Wales. We didn't play twelve for uh, Gloucester that much. I mean, I'd like to see him have a real crack, but I don't know if there's anywhere for him to go. I mean, there wasn't, re- there wasn't really anywhere for Sippers to go, truth be told. So where Owen Williams would go, I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe... Dragons. Dragons? <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I honestly can't think where... Maybe, maybe, maybe France is the future of him. Yeah. Oh, he's not getting picked for Wales. Oh, he might get picked for Wales. Who, who knows? Well, Worcester.
2: you'd probably want to keep him if you were
1: Gloucester. Not for the money he's on. Yeah, assuming he's on good money from his he's transfer. He's on very very good money. I can I can confirm that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, so they 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 should be good. Again, it's all about if they bed in. I think that's a big difference isn't it between Sale and Gloucester, which is Sale are very well bedded in. Gloucester are not. And if they click, they should be very very impressive. Yeah.
2: They have addressed they have addressed some of their uh their weaknesses. Prop and centre are still aware and and Uh, still where I have maybe a little question mark.
1: Do you not think, though, the way they've addressed their second row issues is very similar to the way they addressed their front row issues a few years ago, which is just by two of the
0: the most expensive things on the market and hope for the best? Uh, I think there is an element of that, but I think the difference is they've got experience of those two, as in first-hand experience via Ackerman. Yeah. By the way, just thinking about
1: South African second rows, what ever happened to one day Kruger? He's at... The, Lon, is he's still think.
0: there yeah I always liked him as a player anyway so so two questions then first of all where are Gloucester going to finish seventh same again Tim um
2: yeah I think they could sneak s- top six I, th- I uh six six
0: hmm
2: but maybe seventh yeah they're going to be roughly where they are
0: And then uh, if you were to pick two players, one star man and one uh, either the guys coming in or someone we've not seen before, who would you pick as your bolter and your star man? Owen Williams, star man. Do
1: you think he's going to play much? Uh, No. Uh, I can see it. I'm thinking like any given Sunday style scenario. Sippers goes down. Owen Williams is on the bench eating popcorn. Uh, they're down by a few points They throw him on Starts bossing the show Goes all, all the way to the World Cup Wins it
0: Wins the World Wow
1: Yeah <laughs> On the back of Owen Williams so Owen Williams uh, <laughs> Do you want
0: to put that on the whiteboard? No
1: <laughs> No I don't uh, And What young lad I know it's not really a bolter Because he's been around for A year or two now But the two back rows have got in Ludlow and Paledre. Pledri's a, a good player yeah, I feel like yeah. Once you once you've played international, you can't really be a bolter. So Ludlow, or was it Ludlum? Or was that the guy from Northampton. Ludlow, Ludlow. That's the guy that I really like. I think he's a
0: phenomenal player. Tim, any re raise on those two?
2: The, I mean, he's not a, he's not a bolter by any stretch, but just one player. one of my favourite Gloucester players to watch. I don't think he played that much last year. I just love the way he plays. He's um, Hanson, the hooker. Really oh, like yeah. Him.
1: Yeah, that's a good shot. Quite,
2: quite an old player. Uh, no, it would be... Um, we we need to see Fraser Balmain this year for Gloucester. That's another player. They need to actually see him this year. But no, my bolter would be Ben Vellacott. Come on. You, you, oh,
1: you well you done. Yeah, that's a good one.
2: First on the scene. Yeah. Then you went. You, then you got yourself down to third choice just after everyone was talking you up as a as an England player and you turned down the chance to play for Scotland. So it's about time you fulfilled this potential. So Ben Vellacott and... Then I reckon my star man, just because what a guy he is, banners.
0: Banners. Mm.
1: Not for me. I mean, I don't. I don't even know how he gets in the team. I know everyone loves him. Oh, maybe maybe on the wing. They're not that powerful on the wing, are they? So
0: yeah, they've got uh, a few young lads on the wings. Oli, Thorley, um, Thorley, Purdy. Yeah, they're good. They're all good. I
2: think he'll pop up at twelve. He'll pop up at thirteen. He'll pop up on the wing.
1: Yeah. He, he's very handy Taverney isn't he, for like the LV Cup or whatever it is? Yeah,
2: and in between the months of November and March, when there's injuries, when there's international players away...
1: Yeah, when, oh, but, I bet they've got a synthetic pitch this year, haven't they? A port synthetic pitch. Have they? Yeah, they've relayed it completely. Like, port, synthetic, port-grass. Mmm, mm,
0: delicious. Yeah, I like those yeah. pictures. Oh,
2: and another player... In fact, when you actually think about the players that they were shorn of for a lot of last season, they didn't have a lot of them. They didn't... Val Rapava Ruskin...
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Could be, he's a potential star man for them as well?
0: Powerful, par, powerful young lad. Um, the, their star man for me has to be Jason Woodward. Yeah, yeah, because because yeah. I, I, I I really want to see him pushing for an England
1: spot. Oh, so sorry about this. Um, when you talk about star man, not not this team, not what we're talking about at all. But I thought I'd mention it <laughs> a, a, um, anyway. Um, allegedly, Carl Eastman has agreed terms this week with Leicester. Interesting. Yes, we'll talk about that maybe later, or maybe that will be all I say about it. Um, do you know whose job I, I really want? What's your dream dream job? Me? Yeah. Uh, okay.
0: Good your, question. Your dream job in rugby? In rugby. Uh, hmm. I would li- quite like to do some strength and conditioning stuff. Really? God, yeah. that's dull. <laughs> Lift. I, I'd quite like. I'd quite like to do. Uh, some of the analysis behind the scenes on the injury stuff as well with, with Ross Tucker. Ooh, yeah. I think that would be That's very interesting. That's your dream job. They're, they're, those two things would be very there's, in-
2: no, there's, no, there's no doubt. Like, dream job, England head coach. That's it, obviously. Really? Okay.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. Dream job, England fly half for, Well, for, for, for the 2003 World Cup. Okay, so
1: my <laughs> dream job in in rugby, and it doesn't even come close. In club rugby, at least. Uh, David Herberphe's job. <laughs> yeah. I mean that is that you get to wear a blazer all day, you get to go to meetings. He, he, yeah, uh, know, Ackerman's gonna
0: sort out the squad for you. Yeah, but
1: he, he Vaughan's got all the commercial stuff nailed down.
0: His Perfect. his stress around job security must be pretty high. Well, unless he thinks he's actually pulled the wall over everyone's
1: eyes. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what Gary Gold thought. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, but he's not implying uh, he's not employing Mike
0: Ford. So. Yeah, he's employed someone much better than Mike Ford. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, but a guy with somewhat, um, <laughs> somewhat more scruples. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, good honourable man. Good yeah. honourable man, yes. <laughs> um, failing that, I reckon Rob Andrews' old job would be pretty good. What, as the sort of like... Like, just wear a blazer. Yeah. Um, go to press conferences. What was his
0: title? God
1: knows. He was doing two jobs, Head apparently. of
0: rugby operations.
1: Yeah, he did nothing. Yeah. Although he would tell you he, he, that he did two, two jobs. He didn't really... That, that That's a good one. Generic defence coach, I've spoken about loads of times, that's a great one. I mean, you can't be fired from... Line speed. Line speed. Aggression. <laughs> Aggression. Here's a wolf. <laughs> yeah.
0: Here's some snakes, boys. Let's watch some videos of snakes. Right, off we go. Tim, what would be yours? I guess you've got your dream job at uh, BT Sports. Exactly.
2: Oh, absolutely. It is it is a dream come true every time I get the, the, the honour and privilege of doing it. But obviously, I'd, you know... England head coach, as I said.
1: Do you know I'm what? I wasn't even joking when I said yeah. that. Do you know what a great job would be, if it existed, but it doesn't? The NFL has got people that work for the NFL Network, and they literally show up to work every day and talk about the NFL, and that's all that they do. it, it that that is a great job. If there's a rugby version of the NFL Network, yeah, that's that's what I could do. Old boys, y- yeah. RFU it. and get paid uh, the, a Rich Eisen-style salary, yeah. Oof. <laughs> Or commissioner of the league. Anyway, commissioner.
0: Yeah, well, you've got one league to commission in, fantasy rugby draft. Exactly. I take, I take, I take that responsibility very
1: seriously. we <laughs> have got to
2: strip that title off, JB. That is Why, an outrage I'm, if he gets to do I, that for a third year. It's like Putin.
1: Sorry, Tim. Yeah, it is. Um, just for the record, I have successfully shepherded our league to one of the top-ranked leagues two years running. You I have. mean, that isn't an accident. No thanks to your uh, own personal points contribution. Well, it. first year, it was Depot point me <laughs> as a playoff manager. But, you know, I, I run a tight ship. So, hey, if you want to do less well as a league, go get yourself a different commissioner.
0: I do like how it's, uh, it feels like it's one rule for the commissioner and another rule for everyone else. For me and Bryn, and then... Uh... <laughs>
1: Right, enough of this nonsense
2: It sets the the morality bar very low
1: I disagree strongly Uh, There you go Right, so find us on Twitter at Rugby Podcast, find us on Instagram where all the kids hang out Um, Are we going to be taking pictures of of, of food or something on Instagram this week? What are we going to do with that?
2: Smashed avocado on toast, Perfect,
1: ideal Uh, And Facebook, we've not actually done a Facebook Live tonight because I look and feel so awful but in the future, (laughs) you'll get Facebook Live videos as well So, oh Look at that. Look at that. Uh, so, yeah, until next week when we come to you with more rugby knowledge, intrigue, and
0: conversation. Goodbye. Let the boys play. LTBP.